Welcome to Three Guys, Three Questions, where three friends test the limits of propriety through the questions we ask. This week, we're sponsored by Magic Mike. (laughs) 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 I'm Aaron L.M. Goodwin, and I'm joined as always by Andrew Savage. Say hello, Andrew. Hey. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Pretty good. Oh, so I see how it's going. (laughs) I'm also joined by Cody the Bedazzler Anderson. Or oh man, Alan! I'm sorry. I'm still. That's probably going to happen a couple more times. We've only we've already, we've already started rec- this recording twice, so that I could do. <laughs> but should we it. leave that in? Let's just leave it in. Oh yeah, I feel leave good it about in. it. How are you? How are you doing, Cody Allen? Oh, I mean, so good. It's not a hobby. It's a way of life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I yes. <laughs> if. You're new to the show. Here's how it works. Each host asks a question. Then each host gives their answer. Hilarity hopefully ensues and we move to the next question. This episode is all about magic. And Andrew has today's first question. So take it away, Andrew. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. So my question Mm -hmm. is, uh, when have you seen magic used at the wrong time? (laughs) 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 So... <laughs> One time when I was a child in church, um, we had we had a, a leader of our congregation, also known as a bishop, who knew magic. He was he was a magician. He could do he could do magic. Um, and he used to you know use that. It was like a thing, and it it, really, it wasn't like lame. It was like actually he was kind of cool about it. Cause you know how it could be like youth pastor magic could be like real lame, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't like that. It was pretty cool. And he didn't, he didn't teach about Jesus and then made a dollar appear from behind. Right. Your he didn't do like oh. <laughs> stuff like that. He just did magic for magic's sake. He was a purist. Um, so one day he, he came up to, so there was this cupboard in, there was a hallway in the church that had a bunch of cupboards that different classes would keep their like stuff in like, you know, you'd have a cupboard that had a bunch of like crayons and paper for like the younger kids to use in class. And one time me and my friends, we found a cupboard that always had candy in it. And so we would like ditch class. I could be like, Oh, we really had to go to the bathroom. We'd come up with some excuse. Right. And we'd go all hang out by the candy cupboard and eat all the candy. Nice. Well, one day he caught us. And 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 he came up to us and he's like, "What are you guys doing?" And we're like, "Uh, nothing." <laughs> and he's like, "You guys are eating all the candy out of the candy cupboard. I know what you're doing." Um, and he and he said, and he said, uh, "If you guys keep doing this, I'm. I, this is what's going to happen to you." And he put up his finger, and then he pulled his finger apart so that it became. Two pieces of finger. Like the thumb trick? Mm. It, right. <laughs> but to us, it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were like, he's a wizard. <laughs> oh, no. What's he going to do to us? And it freaked us out so much that we like left the candy cupboard alone for like two weeks. Um, just two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was funny because he just used to always do it ever after that. Like when when uh 
we'd tell people like he can pull his finger off and they'd be like, no, you're full of it. And they'd ask him, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then when all the kids were looking away, he'd look at us and pull his finger. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if that was like the wrong time, but I don't, I don't know if like at church threatening children that you would dismember them was like a really appropriate. Um, It sounds pretty biblical. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but it worked. That's a, that's a good answer. Uh, I mean, compliments I mean, all around. I didn't know. I didn't know if we're going to, are we going to rate them? Is that what we're going to do this episode? Oh, we should probably <laughs> wait till all the answers are said and then we'll. Okay. Rate them. After that, we'll rate them. We can just do it as we go along. We can say that was better than the last one or worse. And then you can kind of make your own chart. Does that sound good? <laughs> that yeah, sounds you good. follow along at home. You know what? I would actually like if everyone who listens to this fills out a chart and rating the answers each time and then sends that to us. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, I prefer that. I like that feedback in that format. <laughs> Cody, what about you? I uh, I I couldn't think of a very specific example except uh, four words. Chris Angel Mind Freak. Uh, I remember as a teenager. I never met. I'm fortunate enough not to have met Chris Angel. You never I got mind freaked. <laughs> I've, I've never had my mind freaked. No, <laughs> but. I remember as a teenager seeing that like really ominous Chris Angel music come on the TV and just like losing my mind. Like I was not prepared. Like my mind and brain was still developing and seeing <laughs> him, everything about him. And I, I couldn't comprehend it. And I think really it suppressed my growth. And I don't, I can't put a finger on it. I haven't been to therapy about it, but maybe one day I will. It's a terrifying man. So that was like wrong time in the kind of how mine was in the wrong time where it was like at a development, inappropriate de- mm-hmm. developmental stage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like his magic was like R rated magic and you're only ready for like maybe PG magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Am I the only one terrified by the mind freak thing? The mind freak. I mean, <clears throat> I think that, yes, I remember being like really creeped out, but I think that was kind of his idea. In, he in didn't. St- he didn't creep me out because he was so like overwrought and flamboyant that I, th- I mean, I guess I'm a little older than you guys. So like, maybe that's what it was, but I, I just like, didn't take him seriously. Like, mm. it, so it was almost, it was almost like annoying how hard he was trying. <laughs> <laughs> like you get it. You're, you're freaking everyone's mind. We get it. Chris angel. Your last name's was- angel. <laughs> Your first name's uh, Chris. What? Well, his, his real name is so many consonants. Christopher Nicholas Saratokis. Anyway, wait, really? Yeah, I was doing some uh, research for this episode, and I was looking at magicians, <laughs> and wow. I found out not only does he have three you names, you don't have to pretend it's for the episode, Andrew. It's okay. <laughs> He, yeah, I didn't know this before. This is I uh, just yeah, found this, this is, out. Research. I don't follow also. along and have one of his shirts with his tour dates on it. <laughs> but no, Chris Angel is fifty-one right now, oh. and he looks the same as he did. Want to feel old? <laughs> oh, this is a fun game. Yeah, go Chris ahead. Angel is the same age today as Foghorn Leghorn was when you were a kid. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I'm not good at that format. I thought if I just plowed on, you did a I good job. Foghorn Leghorn, which is like, does anybody know who that is still? Is that... if you is know who Foghorn Leghorn my... is, you'd be 51 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, it's like my favorite Looney Tune. I think he was one of the looniest of the tunes. I think he was the looniest because he was so grounded. 
this. Like he, <laughs> he was, was pissed. He was so pissed that he had to put up with this crap. <laughs> and I identify with that. Like, Imagine if Foghorn Leghorn and and uh, Chris Angel met. And Chris Angel tried to freak it, uh, Foghorn Leghorn's <laughs> mind. And he was like, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> so so now, I, when you I just learned that Foghorn you... Leghorn has a middle initial. Also, I did not know that was the rooster's name. I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the age difference. That's I think that could bring back because, you know, New Tunes kind of it's been gone for a minute. I think there's a new Space Jam, but I would watch that cross. It would resurrect the cartoon i think so now the question is do they make chris angel a cartoon or do they make foghorn leghorn like real you know what i mean i don't know but in this in this (laughs) movie realistic foghorn leghorn (laughs) (laughs) now that would freak your mind (laughs) mind freak i guarantee i i i you try to watch that and you would just be like (laughs) 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 i request that in this movie he also plays a lawyer Foghorn Leghorn, not Chris Angel. You know what? Maybe Chris Angel. He's Chris Angel is Foghorn Leghorn's lawyer. No, he's the lawyer for Foghorn Leghorn. (laughs) Angel and Leghorn at law. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, wait. We know. Well, if now, Andrew, what's your answer? Now, I don't want you to know pressure, but Cody did a lot of real good stuff there. Like his answer was pretty simple, but like we were able to feed in a lot of stuff to it. So, like, I think he's writing number one. So you really got to bring it with this answer. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> now, I don't know. If, I can't remember if I've shared the story, but it was very. Um, it's something that doesn't leave you. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> so um, when. Uh, so when I was um, a junior in high school, um, it was time for prom. And so we went to prom and uh, we didn't realize this until we got there. But there was going to be a magician at prom. Uh, (laughs) And not like. Did you go to prom on the set of Hee Haw? That would have made more sense. So let me paint the picture for you about what happened. So, you know, prom. (laughs) So so we we were in a hotel like we like rented out their um, area for like uh, events the prom area yeah the prom prom slash magic area (laughs) yes (laughs) really the multi-purpose slash magic slash slash magic slash this is where you were conceived area (laughs) (laughs) right um so you know prom is going as prom would do there's food there's there's like the dj has like special lighting and people are dancing people are did it sound did it did it sound anything like this (laughs) <laughs> yeah it did <laughs> um and so you know we're dancing we're i guess having fun i don't remember but then it suddenly <laughs> in the middle of the dance you just hear the music stops and all the lights in the entire building turn on and it's those fluorescent Ooh. lights so <laughs> you turn on the lights and then on the other side of the multi-purpose slash magician room is this magician and this magician, when I say magician, I use the term loosely. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you imagine what a magician looked like, you're like stereotypical magician. This mm-hmm. is what this person looked like. Did he have Top like hat. an Ill, ill-fitting cape? Yes. <clears throat> like a tuxedo like, t-shirt? He was a skinny guy. He must have been like <clears throat> 18 or 19, not much older than us. <clears throat> and he had this uh, too big of a cape, top hat, tux, 
wand with little white tips that don't make any sense. Right. Um, and, he, and so we all stop and just watch this person do magic for 45 minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? So, you, so just to be clear, you didn't dance to the magic show. <laughs> no, so that would have been more show. fun. It would have been, been also fun if they danced. It's not like something you like. You would go to like, like a high price. This magic show slaps. <laughs> <laughs> that illusion was a banger. <laughs> it was. It was uh, in the early two thousands, so people were crunking. It was <laughs> just. <laughs> But yeah, so they did some magic and we like, okay, clapped politely, and that was the end of prom. That's what you call a cool down. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, do you want to do uh that you want to go to that hotel room with your girlfriend? How about this for a mood killer? <laughs> Nothing like magic to kill the mood <laughs> and to promote uh, abstinence. Right? Really, Maybe. what if every abstinence class was just taught by a magician? Um, don't you think that could be good? Because <laughs> it could be like a, a living example <laughs> of, of it. It'd really? be about as effective as magic. Just like before you do any body freaking, freaking you got to do your mind freaking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my question is, who is your favorite magician and or magician duo? Oh, like magic my, duo. Sorry. Like, you know, my, what I mean? like, mine is kind of a duo, kind of a quartet. We're talking about Siegfried and Roy. Number one, <laughs> bar none. Super easy. I'm pretty sure they're magicians. I also know they have tigers and I think they do them both together. I'm not no. entirely certain. You might need no, to help me out with this. When you say do them both together, the tiger. <laughs> so is the is the tie is the Siegfried and Roy the Tigers Act or Siegfried and Roy do like hmm? Who's in charge? That's my question about Siegfried and Roy. Because yeah, it seems huh. like to me in any situation the Tiger's in charge. Well, the Tiger very much asserted itself when it attacked. Uh, one or the other. So I would say maybe until that point, Siegfried and Roy were in charge. And then there was a, a shift of power. <laughs> after the tiger attack. And now it's a tiger show featuring uh, two human magicians. <laughs> now, now I like how I, this is like evolution or like natural selection, but in magic and show business. <laughs> yeah. I saw the tigers. Yeah. In, in, yeah. In I've seen because Yeah. Cause they have them. Like in their habitat in the casino, which is they just have like a tiger terrarium. Like you can do a slot machine and then walk thirty feet and look at tigers. <laughs> you know our society is about to crumble because we have tiger terrariums. <laughs> yeah, I they, just La learned. I just Las learned Vegas they also have is just lions. like a, uh, what? Yeah, but here's the thing: they're racist because they only have white tigers or white lions. Mm. <laughs> this, that seems on the nose especially for germans you know <laughs> i mean you should probably not be so selective when you're german yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like the most tacky thing but that kind of makes it wonderful doesn't mm -hmm. it yeah oh yeah only only in america now lot now las vegas is probably the worst place that human beings have ever invented throughout the history of all time. And 
it's perfect that they that that you can go to Las Vegas to see the the tigers and just look at them and just laugh about how they tried to eat their magician owners. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Have you ever really... seen any of their illusions, or you just like the fact that they exist? I mean, I like tigers. I'll tell you that right now. And it seems <laughs> like you got your tiger fans, you got your mat fans. And so you're covering like 90% of the population right there. I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's a brilliant idea. I like the idea of it. Never seen it. I like the idea of it. The two great flavors together at last. You know, you got your tigers <laughs> in my magic. No, you got your magic in my tigers. <laughs> <laughs> like what was magic before tigers? <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the other magicians that like used like um, a rabbit, you know, and uh-huh. then, like they're they're performing at the same show. Like I imagine there's like for startup magicians, there's like variety shows. So like, you know, you go on and then you kill. Right. And but then Siegfried and Roy come up and you're like, oh, I thought I killed. But those those tigers maimed three audience members. That's the real <laughs> killing. How do how do you get started in tiger magic? <laughs> i just just don't know the progression because it's not like you're you know when you're in a band you're like oh you do coffee shops or open mics and then you like (laughs) tour around you can't exactly just take the tigers anywhere do you start with a tiger or do you work up do you like start with smaller animals see how (laughs) it goes start with start with a house cat (laughs) exactly move up to a lynx (laughs) at what point in your magic career says you know what we're missing something. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it's tiger time. time. The whole thing's based around it, too. You know what I mean? It's not like they had like a whole other magic thing and then they're like, well, then, then we'll end it with a tiger trick. Like the whole thing is tiger themed. I like to think that they started out like just really good at close up magic. And someone's like, hey, can you do a show in Vegas? And they're like, yeah, but this close up magic really doesn't work. Can we do huge magic? And they <laughs> this is the most far away magic. You can yes. <laughs> we want people as far away as possible. People will not want to be up close. They will want to be far away from the tigers who are ravenous and will eat them. Because it's not like you, it's not like a band where you're like, oh, hey, you play the bass, I play the guitar. We should get together and start a band. It's not like you're walking around and you're like, oh, you're a magician, you're a tiger. We should get together and form what a group if, of what magic. If, what if Siegfried and Roy were both independently doing white tiger magic? <laughs> tiger magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then they found each other and they saw each other from across the room and they looked deeply to, to each other's eyes and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't believe in love at first sight, but I believe in white tiger magic at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Andrew, what, what's, what's your favorite magician and mad or magic duo or quadruple? Yeah. So I was thinking, I'm not super familiar with a lot of magicians, but one that I remember fondly, mostly because of, you know, a situation in which I was introduced to this person, but Jonathan the Great, if you haven't heard of Jonathan the Great, he's also a comedian Yeah, and that does, does magic. Anyway. So I first saw Jonathan the Great and it must have been in the mid to late nineties in Las Vegas where magic happens. Um, but the way that I saw him was, let me explain. So we, we went to go to Vegas with my family, like my entire extended family. I was, I was pretty young, but my grandparents were like, Hey, we got this thing in our hotel. that says we, if we buy two drinks, we can go see this magic act. Now I wasn't, 
that old, but I knew that, like this sounds like a scam. This is how we get like our organs stolen somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, that's what the tigers were for originally. <laughs> they're the muscle. Um, <laughs> but so we we go. I can't remember. It was like one of the seedier casinos, like Circus Circus or something like that. And we go into the casino, and then we go into a room, and then we go into a smaller room. And then we go into this closet in this room. (laughs) And so we sit down and we're going to watch this magician. And there's like only like eight of us in this room. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, this is where we die. This is this (laughs) this magician is going to rob us and kill us and leave us for dead. Anyway, so he he comes out. He's really funny. But Jonathan the Great sometimes can be a little blue in his comedy. Mm -hmm. I don't think you could be more conservative than my grandparents are. They were, I mean, they were, they were worried about my extra long hair of being three inches long. So, oh, no. and it was so uncomfortable. I think the magic was great. It was, he was funny, but seeing my grandparents squirm and realize that they weren't in Eastern Idaho anymore was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's really great. Cause he provided two services really. Yeah. You know? Well, three, I guess, if you thought he was funny and the magic was good and he made your grandparents uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uh, the triple letter. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, also- Jonathan the Great does this magic stuff that I love. This is like one of my favorite magic tropes where like you you keep doing tricks that fail. Right. Like you keep blundering. <clears throat> and everything is going wrong. It's impossibly wrong. It could I can't believe it could go so wrong. And then somehow at the end it all turns out to be some amazing thing. <laughs> and, and it's just incredible. I I like I'm glad to know that he's doing better <clears throat> cuz I remember seeing him in number eight, like on Comedy Central or something like that. I'm like, "Oh, hey, I remember that guy. He was really funny." But part of me still wants to believe that he's still in that closet of a room (laughs) (laughs) performing for people who bought just two drinks (laughs) instead of ticket price. What drinks did your very conservative grandparents buy? (laughs) Like a, like a stiff lime water. Do they have a such thing as a soft lemonade? Because that was it. (laughs) Soft lemonade. Oh, wow. That's fun. My, my favorite uh, magician is a little fellow who I think is like the original mind freak, and that's David Blaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and I think mostly I love David Blaine because in, when I was like uh, maybe like a freshman in high school age, the big magic of the time was David Copperfield. Was that was his name? Yeah. Something. Daniel yeah, Copperfield. It was definitely David. <laughs> he he would do these huge elaborate illusions where he would like uh, disappear like a, a Ford Bronco, you know, like he disappeared the Statue of Liberty. Was it David Blaine, the one who sat in a box for a month in, like, in Times Square? <laughs> yes, like, a clear like box? sat on top of a pole in a clear box. Yeah. So like, but like David Blaine's first special came out like, only like a little while after all that David Copperfield hype. And it was so completely different because it was like David Blaine was not showy. He, there was not a production. It was just like weird street magic. And like 
the coolest thing about him is it's he put on this persona as if like he was almost offended that he was doing magic for you. Like, <laughs> like it was almost like painful to him, but like almost like a gypsy is making him do it with some sort of curse. Like, that that his, she'll kill his family unless he does magic for people. Like, <laughs> or it's like <laughs> there's this very dark aura about it all. It's like we should be happy that he's here doing magic for. Yeah, like at any moment, halfway through the trick, he's gonna be like, you know what, it's not worth it, and then just leave. <laughs> it's like you don't deserve me, and flies away into his in his <laughs> his box. I don't know where he poops in for three for a month, but. <laughs> He did all kinds of crazy stunts, but like his first special at, towards the end of the special features this this illusion that he does to a kid in a trailer park in the high desert, like in the area where me and you, Andrew, are from. Well, actually, all of us are from now. Wow. Crazy how the show changes. We're all from this area. <laughs> <laughs> and and like it's like in this trailer park, like I've seen this, like I know this kid. He like runs into this kid who's wearing like a windbreaker. His pants are too high. He's like a hefty boy. He's got like a, you know, I'm a poor kid haircut. And, and you feel <laughs> like you instantly feel for this kid, right? You see him and you're like, oh, I know that. Like I am that for me. I felt a lot like I am that kid. That is me. <laughs> and David Blaine is just walking through his trailer park. And he's like, well, Hey kid, you want to see something? <laughs> like it's like, cool. And then like he, he does this trick where he like makes a quarter disappear. And the kid is just like, computing what happened and his facial expression doesn't change like after the quarter disappears like he's just like thinking about it and it's a long pause it's like a whole minute and then he just goes cool <laughs> and that's it and that ends and the thing is that david blaine went around a trailer park <laughs> in the desert doing magic tricks for people and you know that most of the reactions that he got from those people in the trailer park was like people losing their minds because they're totally methed out you know what i mean <laughs> and the one that he chose to put in his special was the kid going cool <laughs> <laughs> I, and that you, you showed us that video my favorite part is you could hear him thinking and you could like <laughs> you can hear like the gears <laughs> coming up with some sort of answer or some way to react <laughs> yeah and the, and the kid let me tell you his answer was short but he wasn't wrong <laughs> no, it was super cool it was like the height of cool because like cool is like i don't need this <laughs> like, <laughs> you're getting more out of me being here than i am like we don't need to do this like but here let me disappear a quarter for you and also you can tell part of the kid's thought is like i could have got a milk you know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think doesn't he ask the kid for a quarter and the quarter the kid's like, I don't have one, and he's like, I've got. One. And he like brings his own quarter for his own magic trick. I don't know. <laughs> but that's so sad that the kid doesn't have a quarter. Like he could, t I think he has like a backpack on, so he's like either coming to or going from school. And like, swear I've met this kid. Like I for sure have met this kid. Like I know it. I used to like go around and look for him. <laughs> I just always look around. Is it the is it the kid that did the quarter thing? The cool kid? Someday I hope to meet. If you're listening to this, I want to meet you. I don't want to hang out. I'll get you, I'll get you lunch. I'll give you a quarter for your time. Maybe even more. 
But yeah, I always thought that was fun. David Blaine is pretty cool. He does crazy stuff that like scares the crap out of people. And he's got this weird attitude of like, I don't care about anything. I'm dying soon. Like, <laughs> I, I just seeing, think it's cool. <clears throat> I remember seeing David Blaine like have a nail go through his hand. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this person is Satan. There's no way that this would be happening. <laughs> like he does this, he does these tricks that are like really like simple in that like they're not like a huge rigmarole around it, but they're just like does he it's, did he really just hurt himself? Is that all it is? Is is his <laughs> magic that he's just willing to maim himself? <laughs> it's no tiger magic. <laughs> well, now that you put it that way, he's not getting into a, a terrarium with tigers. Cool. Give him time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a question. Yeah. Shoot. What is the best magic themed movie? Um, it depends on who's asking. In this case, <laughs> well, Cody. I think Cody is <laughs> It was no. me. Me. <laughs> um, if I'm trying Cody to impress people, <laughs> I say the prestige. Mm. But really, it's Mary Poppins. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> two very similar films. She's a yeah, magician. She's a magician. There's no way. Whoa! I'd her... call her a magician. I'd call her like a witch. <laughs> <laughs> her, her her magic of choice is hallucinogenics. Because <laughs> if you're watching, real mind freak. When you think yeah. about it, yeah. Because there's no way. Remember, like when they like dance at the penguin. Is cartoons. Chris Angel making you see cartoons? <laughs> too, like, well, what other magician goes and lives at your house, too? Right? I mean, that would be cool. Like, you're a house to house magician. Like, you always, <laughs> you always go inside people's houses to do your magic. It's like, if your magic is good, they'll let you spend the night and have, like, a breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was, like, a thing that existed. I'm just saying, how easy would it be to babysit some children if they're just in another world on hallucinogenics. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, yeah, you know, easy. I'm not saying that you should do that, <laughs> but magic is magic. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to spoil the trick of it all. You know what I mean? Remember spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down is like oh. the second song in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the prestige is an interesting magic movie that everyone talks about how much they love. And mm-hmm. I thought, I thought, I don't I think I think I liked the illusionist better. They both came out at like the same time. Oh yeah, when they came out, you would not be able to, for me to tell you which one is which. <laughs> I still can't <laughs> quite remember which one was which. I remember <laughs> I like the prestige, but here's the thing. I've only seen the illusionist once and it was forever ago. But I like the prestige because I like the, the idea of talking about magicians. But that could also have been in the illusionist. I would have remembered. <laughs> I remember. Wasn't wasn't that the science guy, the Tesla guy, in one of them? Yeah, yeah he's, in, he's in the Prestige. Oh, never mind. Prestige is the one I like. Yeah, because as David Bowie plays Tesla, because 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 like his science is magic. Like you know what I mean? That's pretty cool. Never mind. I take it all back. <laughs> I was gonna. Say, I was just talking about to someone about this like last week because we watched the prestige and we're like there were like two people that liked the illusionist better but almost everybody else liked the prestige because it's a better movie but (laughs) isn't it a christopher nolan movie yeah yeah sure is was there a lot of (laughs) (laughs) 
Gong. <laughs> is this his pre Gong era? Yeah, it was, it was pre Wong. <laughs> imagine, imagine if it like. <laughs> If the, if you go back and you watch the Prestige and you realize that like, there's all these hints to his other films, like there's, oh. a, <laughs> there's like a trick about like dusty bookshelves. <laughs> <laughs> there's like one about some guy who talks like this. <laughs> if someone went back and just somehow put a voice modular on one character in every Christopher Nolan, <laughs> they should, movie, someone should, they should do like a, a Bane cut. Of every Christopher Nolan movie, <laughs> I bet it makes it makes them all better. <laughs> if if you haven't ever watched Every Frame of Painting, they do an episode on the Prestige that's really good. If yeah. you haven't seen uh, the YouTube channel Every Frame of Painting, they don't do new ones anymore. They uh, stopped, but they still have the old ones on there. Highly recommend it. Highly. My favorite magic movie is not a very great movie. Uh, I mean, it got like a 72 on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was like one of those movies that was like uh, straight to Cinemax, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> it just like not even straight really to HBO, do... straight to Cinemax. No, yeah. But like it's called The Great Buck Howard. I don't know if you guys seen this. I'm Googling it. I mean, chances it. are you haven't seen it. But listen, it's got John Malkovich who plays a magician. Uh, like he's not just a magician; he's kind of like a mentalist too. So oh, he does wow, like the brain stuff. This, a this huge cast, cast. Is, this cast is stacked. <laughs> John Malkovich, Colin Hanks, Emily Blunt, Steve Zahn, Tom Hanks. This has two uh, Hanks. What? Two Hanks? Both yeah. Hanks. Both Hanks. And Daddy Steve Hanks Zahn. And Hanks. <laughs> yeah, and it's got Adam uh, Parks and Rec. Adam Scott. Yeah, it's oh my goodness. it's pretty great. It's even got that really good. Uh, who's that close-up magician with the guy? He's he's in the poster. He's there on the left. Anyhow, um, it's very it's very good. So like, but the basic thing is like he's this like washed up uh, performer that's like oh Ricky J. That's the good guy. He's man. That guy's an amazing magician. Um, and the great Buck Howard is trying to like revitalize his career and he's like this like narcissistic insane like very dedicated person and it's kind of about colin hanks is like i think he's his manager and he's trying to like um you know help him revitalize career but it's it's a cool movie about magic because it shows you the like monotony of it because it shows you like him doing the same thing over and over and over and like the movie is really well done in that it like leads you through these same thing kind of things over and over again and it like slowly kind of reveals aspects about him through seeing those same performances over and over again but like i did magic when i was like a kid for like several years like i was really into it um and that's the thing you realize that like you'll never be good at magic unless you like treat it like it's a it's like a um it's, it can't just be a hobby like you'll never you never really, really like be great at magic. If you just do it a hobby, like you have to be, it's like a discipline. Um, and it takes like a lot of work. <laughs> so Unless that's kind of what I like about it. Get the, or jump the shark and get a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the shortcut to success. I don't, I don't know if that works like for every, like, I think the first people who did that kind of ruined it for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> the maiming probably didn't help either. Yeah. The great book, Howard. I mean, I'm going to watch it again. 
It was uh, John good. Stewart's in it. He plays himself. <laughs> Everybody's in it. I swear. There's Conan O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> oh, George Takei. You know what? I'm going to find it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> You've convinced me. Yeah, we should have a we should have a secret uh, for Patreon react. Uh, three guys react to the great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um or that could just isn't your your other your other podcast about movies i'll just let <laughs> oh yeah i do have Cody. a podcast about movies <laughs> so. so you know i don't want to step on your territory there <laughs> but now as the guy with a podcast about movies no pressure but you know what is the best magic themed movie i would say and, and maybe just because it made the biggest impression on me at a very young age in a positive way as opposed to the chris angel uh, mind freaking away but the old sword in the stone cartoon seen that the magic sequence between like the witch and merlin going back and forth and they're turning each other into all the different animals they're just amazing it's perfect it was disney at its finest that was so good disney animation was like hmm yeah and the the, wasn't there some scene with squirrels i remember i'm sure truth be told i don't remember anything about the plot except for lot of people turning into different kinds of animals in magic fights and that's all i really need <laughs> it was i really liked the style of it like the animation style like the the drawings of the characters and everything mm-hmm. yeah i oh, watched yeah. that over and over and over again when i was a kid that was like on repeat that is a good movie oh, man, and i mean I it features the the primordial magician like the ur magician merlin mm-hmm so I mean, yeah, that's pretty. You know what? Um, Disney should do a. I, I mean, this is a crazy idea. I don't know if they'd do it, but they should do like a live action remake of Sword <laughs> in the Stone. Do you think? Where <laughs> with like photorealistic people? Yeah, but they're not. <laughs> but they're not people. They're computer animated people. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, computer- you guys see the the junk? They're not the 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 Lion King, the new one. Mm-hmm. I have seen it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see it because in the trailer they showed one of the songs, and it was like one of the songs while they were like traveling through the jungle, and uh, like instead of like swinging through trees and doing all kinds of interesting things because they're like computer animated animals, they just like were sauntering on a trail. Yeah. Like that was that was the imagination that went into it. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I probably don't want to watch this. It was, I have. Did I miss out? <laughs> I have um, an idea for Disney. They need to, instead of making everything live action, they should do their live action movies animated. Oh. I would watch okay. that hard. An animated Mary Poppins, but then in the trippy scene with the <laughs> dancing oh, penguins, yes. it's photorealistic oh, penguins, like real penguins. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. You're you're on you're on this. Wow. That's I pretty need, good. What? Copyright three guys, three questions, 2019, okay? I mean, you better trademark this. <laughs> Disney, you try this. We're coming for you. <laughs> Man, Sword in the Stone. Hmm, that's pretty good. Well, you know what? I think uh, I think now I just want to go watch these movies. <laughs> I don't want to just go watch magic clips. So uh, I'll be away from society for quite some time. <laughs> By choice. By choice. (laughs) 
Well, thanks for listening. Remember, your ratings fuel us, so please rate and share the show wherever you listen to it. You can subscribe to receive new episodes the moment they're released by going to 3g3q.co slash subscribe. A big thank you to our supporters on patreon.com. Sign up to get access to exclusive stuff like unreleased episodes, deleted scenes, haikus, and much more. We'd also love to hear from you. Or No, oh, sorry, that's not what it says. We'd love for you to check out our other shows on goodstuff.fm, our podcast, home we'd also uh love to hear from you where can people get a hold of you hey i am still on twitter despite what you heard it's a still there it's at a sav a underscore sav yeah you can find me on twitter as well it's at opinion havers that's and that's your other perd perd cursed yeah it's a movie podcast if you if you're into that you What's the last movie you guys that. talked about as of recording this show? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> we did Prestige a couple weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Wait. See, that's... Wow, it's like all coming together, man. Magic all the way down. <laughs> well, other than that, uh, I just uh, want you to remember that um, if you ever have any legal trouble, you know, traffic tickets, uh, alimony... Uh, I neighbor's say, dog. I say. <laughs> uh, you need to go to Leghorn and Angel at law. They'll have your back. They'll make your problems disappear. Uh, I, I also want you to remember that the best reaction to any magic trick is cool. <laughs> and I also want you to remember to go and watch The Great Buck Howard. And hopefully it's as good as I remember it. Otherwise, I'm going to feel really bad about this. <laughs> and I also want you to remember to question everything.